0: Three, two, one. Okay, we are back. Welcome to today's podcast, everyone. Julie and I are getting this one out a little bit late today because we have been on calls all day with mostly real estate brokers looking for help with their real estate brokerages because turns out being a real estate broker just makes you broker, and it turns out much of the brokerages are basically broke. Yes. Yes. As it turns out. As it turns out. <laughs> so that's a majority of the calls we've had so far today, and it's been a very interesting um I don't know, oddly exciting day. I mean, exciting because so many of these people who are lamenting the, in essence, you know, decline and, you know, failure of their brokerages, they're excited at the same time. And why are they excited? Because they didn't like owning their brokerages in the first place. It seemed like a good idea at one point in their lives and they sort of just got attached to it. They could never get rid of it. And the fixed costs made it so that they were always on the hamster wheel. And I had, I don't know, maybe three calls today where the people were joyous and the undertone was joyousness. The you know reason for the call was urgency because they didn't know what to do. Well, as soon as we knocked out the what to do part, then they were joyous because they could finally be free. And I'll tell you guys right now what the punchline is. Every single real estate broker out there, most of them barely had 60 days, let alone 90 days worth of savings. And those savings are going to be gone soon. And that does, that's just on the business side, guys. That's not even on the personal side. I mean, If you keep in mind that the average American only has $400 saved, it shouldn't be a surprise that the average American real estate broker has a proportional amount saved, if any at all. So if you guys are real estate brokers and you're looking for a graceful exit out of your business, I'm going to tell you what I'm telling all of them. And I'm not going to go into the details of it, but this is just an overview. The first thing we're doing is we're going through there and we're making we're doing everything we can to shore up losses as fast as possible. In other words, we want to stop the pain as quick as possible. We want to make it so that essentially you stop spending money. And, and I'll help you get all your... You know, all the normal things that we do for all the other agents, you know, everything goes into forbearance. Well, you can work that on the business side of things as well. I'm going to have you guys essentially do everything you possibly can to save your cash flow. And unfortunately, the three that I spoke to today, their cash flow and their savings were basically already gone. And so the amount of pendings they had coming in from their agents was just not even going to scratch the surface. So they're already operating. in in the red basically. So I was able to help them understand how they can get an SBA loan and I helped them with that. But in you know, only one of them was really interested in doing it cuz frankly, the other two, it didn't they were had no interest in even staying in business. So the moral of the story here is the first things we're going to do is we're going to shore up your losses and make it so that you don't actually make yourself personally bankrupt or cause yourself any pain or problems. The next thing we do is, and this is if you guys want to have this call with me, I'll walk you through the details, is we're going to, and I'll do it for you even, we're going to have conversations with your agents and we're going to have them do the same thing for themselves personally. The things that Julie and I have been talking about endlessly on our podcast. Um, you know, we've been telling agents and brokers to text the word survival to 31996. And when you do, we give you the ultimate agent survival guide, which does create a pathway forward for you. It's broken into three parts. The first is personal, then is protect, and then is profit. And the personal part is what we've been talking about a lot lately. It's where you basically can, you know, tap into some of these bailout programs that are happening from the SBA PPP for the unemployment, mortgage forbearance, EIDL loans, all the other things. We're telling you every one of you who are willing to listen exactly how to do it. We've done all the research. We're updating that information on a regular basis. Just text the word survival to 31996. But what, so that's the, those are the first two things. We're going to make it so that brokers you basically can stand tall agents we're going to make and then you're, we're going to make it so your agents stand tall and then the third thing that all of us are going to have a conversation about is moving your brokerage over to exp realty and the reason is is because you get essentially all the benefits well really all the benefits you're hoping to get from being a broker you get all those benefits and more by without frankly all the liability and the hassle being an exp You could still, brokers, make money off your agents um, in whatever direct involvement or indirect involvement you choose to have. Some of you just basically want to walk away. That's fine. EXP is a perfect fit for you. Others of you, you don't want to walk away. You guys want to basically stay involved with your agents and mentor them and whatnot, and that's great too and you can keep your name that's a big thing for a lot of people if you have a real estate brokerage name that you've had for a long period of time maybe your second third generation and you don't want to feel like you've let down the family legacy i understand completely keep the name and all you've got to do depending on your state laws you know prominence laws and whatnot just add to the signs and the in the you know logos and wherever else websites brokered by exp realty that's it and that gives you a graceful exit Out of all the absolute life-sucking, cash-flow-killing, you know, frankly, realities that most of you guys are experiencing right now. Um, so if you want to have a conversation with me about that, I'm burst in doing it, I enjoy doing it, I frankly it's making me feel good knowing I'm helping so many people, just text me directly at 512-758-0206 and all you've got to do is basically in the subject line put the letters EXP, just text me directly 512-758-0206. So Julie, welcome to today's podcast. Yes,
1: thank you. It's been an adventure as usual. Lots of different calls today, lots of interesting stories right out of the front lines And uh, I have to say, it's been interesting to observe a bit of a mindset transformation amongst those in our crowd who are working hard to, you know, accept their new reality and move forward and do something with it. So one of the, I think, collective aha moments is, I don't have really quite, quite the right words for it yet, but it's almost like a purification of the market. So I had somebody tell me, That, uh, you know, she's super busy right now. And she said, it seems that the days of the negative 300 credit score gift money first time buyer ex-felons are gone. And the people who are really buying and really selling are, are coming to fruition. That there's not a lot of fluff in the market right now. There's people who are really serious, who have actual real motivation. She gave me an example of a 10-day closing that they just put together. 10 days. Who thought that could happen? Why? Because the buyers came to her with all of their paperwork ready to rumble. They knew exactly what kind of house they wanted to buy. This agent actually had a a listing in mind from the first conversation. 10-day closing. It can happen.
0: Well, I mean, what a lot of folks are, And again, if you guys are, if you're new listeners, I always have to remind myself, I know we have thousands literally of you that listen to us every day, but there's at least a couple of you that are listening to us the first time. Go back and listen to the podcast that, you know, obviously all of our past podcasts are on iTunes and Stitcher. We have hundreds, maybe thousands of shows at this point. This does continue to be the number one listened to daily podcast for real estate professionals in the United States. Um, But the ones in particular that I want you to pay attention to are all the ones we've done really in the month of April, because they're walking you through, in essence, what is realistically and what you should realistically expect to happen over the rest of the year. And just to summarize, Julie and I are expecting, and most major economists, you know, you can pretty much expect there's going to be something that feels somewhat like a boom, and it's going to be not lasting, okay? It's going to be a quick essential the market's going to people are going to rush out of their houses wanting to buy houses you're going to have sellers that are going to be anxious to get rid of their houses and that's not going to last we're hoping that it starts last or starts in june and we're hoping it lasts through august but we're not confident that it'll even last that long there's a ton of headwinds to making it so that it's going to be anything longer than just a few months and all these things are discussed on past podcasts. Just trust me when I tell you guys that what happens after that is going to be essentially settling into the new normal. Yeah. And there will not be a meaningful recovery in the network. There's different people you can talk to and listen to that are going to give you different you know, time frames for this. But there's every reason to believe there's not going to be a meaningful recovery you know at least an opportunity for one to start until there's a vaccine or some kind of therapy for the coronavirus and that just makes sense right how confident are you going to feel until one of those two things have happened that's the way everyone else feels as well and that could be at least a year out now some people optimistically are saying it's going to be maybe by the end of this year i like that better personally hopefully you do too but even if after that happens The destruction that's come from essentially the government interaction, shutting the intervention, shutting the whole economy down—really, the global economy—that's going to be the 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 real pandemic that's going to essentially we're going to be all suffering from for years to come. I read something today, and I've read this many times by different economists that in order to unring the bell from the economic you know catastrophe that we're all going through, it's going to take three to five years. So that's going to be kind of a different mindset because an approach to life in general. Because a lot of people are going to have to sort of adapt to the fact that, guess what? Houses don't always appreciate. Guess what? Buyers don't always just buy because they're, you know, fear of loss of not buying something because someone else is going to buy it. Sometimes people buy things just because they want to have a house to live in and protect their family. And. And okay, you have sellers that were basically able to price it wherever they wanted to, and they were a little bit greedy, and they weren't that selective who they chose to be their listing agents. Well, that's going to change as well. The skill sets that you had to have in the past market, what real skill set did you have to have? You just basically put it in the MLS, and pretty much the market absorbed it. Look, guys, the Facebooking and the social networking and the whatever you call it, branding and marketing, that wasn't a skill set. That was just something that people do when the cash is flowing. When the cash is flowing, that's when businesses and ideas like that flourish. As soon as the cash uh, stops flowing, the first thing you guys do and you've already done is you stop all the fluff spending. Almost like, almost like, dare I say, you knew it was fluff spending and it didn't work and you still did it before, right? Right. So you guys are spending literally hundreds of millions of dollars per year on all these fluffy, goofy, feel-good ideas about branding and whatnot. And the second your cash flow tightens up, that's the first thing you cut out because you already knew that stuff didn't work. Well, why were you paying for it in the first place? Well,
1: you had to pretend you were doing something to sell the house when the house was selling itself, which meant that you didn't, in many cases, bother getting the skills it takes to actually sell a house when it doesn't sell itself.
0: So as we move forward, this is a skills-based market and it's going to be like that for a long time. It's going to be like that for, um, you know, three to five years. That's the reality of it. And if you don't have the skills necessary, um, you guys better start thinking about a different career path, just being super direct and honest with you because you won't make it. There's not going to be enough transactions available for unskilled based agents. Uh, it's going to be aggressive. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting for those of you who are willing to move forward like those brokers I was talking to today about eXp. In the meantime, for the rest of you, um, get the survival guide. I already mentioned it today, but definitely text the word survival to 31996. If you want to learn more about our coaching programs, do you want to speak to one of our new member coaches immediately, urgently, just text the word education to 31996. Text the word education to 31996. All right. Julie and I pulled out some really good real estate headlines. And then I actually have the best. And you're not (laughs) going to steal it. Don't steal it. I've got the best things I love. Because remember, we end every show getting the idea from... Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro. Things I love and things I hate. So I still- want.
1: I know what it is. Okay. But I'll, don't, I'll let you keep it. I'll let so you hoard cool. it. It's you can so, hoard it. It is. So- it's good. I'm gonna have to search harder. It is. Cool. Okay. But let's stay on topic for a second. You were talking about how things are not just going to bounce back until there's an actual vaccine, and we have also been reading some things that maybe that's gonna be longer than they think you know, there's lots of struggles with that. So it's uh, one of the reports you said that you sent me was, quote, my guess is that the virus itself will largely disappear within one year, but that the structural, social, and economic impacts will be with us much longer uh, from ardent asset managers. So it goes on to say, despite the massive relief from the government, respondents still see the unemployment rate rising to 19%, hitting that level by August. It's expected To decline only gradually to maybe 11% by December, that would uh, leave about the double rate that it was even before the crisis. They're predicting that it won't fully uh, even start to come back until the second quarter of uh, 2022, spiking unemployment and rising business closures. Prospects of a sharp rebound is far outweighed by the more realistic prospect of a longer term structural disruption. And it goes on to do a lot more stats, but I think with regards to real estate, that's what's most relevant um, is the unemployment numbers and things just not instantly coming back?
0: So, so an that, an, was,
1: that was that article.
0: A headline from Newsday, and this one's kind of not a big surprise. So I don't want, won't need to vamp on this long. SBA no longer accepting EIDL loan applications. Those yeah. are not PPP loans. Those are EIDL economic
1: loans. impact disaster loan. Is there what that stands
0: for. Economic in, impact di- di- disaster, disaster loan, loan. but yeah. that doesn't that does not include the PPP SBA. And we are 100% confident that the PPP is going to be continuously funded for who knows how long. And we're also 100% confident that there's going to be an extension to the unemployment. Now, I did, put up, I did find another great article. Here it is, uh, Julie. Did I find this Fortune article? Forbes article. Forbes. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Forbes did- All about the, uh, right. the forbearances. So Forbes must, the good editors at Forbes must be listening to our podcast mm-hmm. because they wrote an article today. Um, it's it's called, what was it called, Joy? It Conf- is
1: called, After Confusion Over Lump Sum Payments, Homeowners Finally Get Clarification on Mortgage Forbearance. Thank goodness for that. We've been talking about that for two weeks.
0: Even if your lender claims you have to repay your mortgage forbearance in a lump sum, you have options, says the FHFA. And so here, the the summary basically is everything we've been telling you guys on this podcast. They're going to have to allow all of you to do 12 month forbearances.
1: It is not required. I know that some lenders have no, no, no. Pretended. We're talking
0: about. I mean, the uh, lump
1: sum is not required.
0: Right. The lump That's sum is I'm not saying. required. But you, they will. They you, if you guys essentially know the law because it is the law, they have to allow all of you guys to do. Uh, 12-month mortgage forbearances. Now, what most of them are doing without telling you is they're giving you 90-day mortgage forbearances with no lump sum, no interest, nothing like that. And then you'll have to call them back up and ask for another one, and it's up to 12 months. That's what they're all anticipating. And there has been some similar, uh, as far as like, well, let's not even worry about why the lenders were being jerks before about that. But they're
1: being kind of smacked for it right now. Um, Both the Freddie Mac CEO and the Fannie Mae CEO released separate statements that reinforce the message, no balloon payments, which comes after weeks of misinformation and malpractice. They're even calling it malpractice by some lenders of home loans secured by the government sponsored enterprises. So And to your point, Tim, they, they did talk about a lot of them offering only three months. They want them to offer more than that. Uh, let's see. Other repayment options like loan extensions, loan modifications, repayment plan, and uh, full repayment. So there, there is no, quote, requirement to do what they've been trying to do.
0: Right. And so all of you guys, there are people that are going ballistic on social, all yes. freaked out about um, what they have read or heard about mortgage forbearances. But they've never actually tried to get one themselves. And this is the problem with misinformation. And this is the problem with the fake news that sometimes you guys are the ones passing around. You've got to understand... The mortgage forbearance, how that actually works, it's all outlined on um, when you text the word survival to 31996, you also get a membership to the free coaching program that includes a daily semi-private coaching call, but text the word survival to 31996, but do not be passing along bad information to all your centers of influence and past clients and fellow real estate agents about this stuff. Anytime, Here's a little thing I've learned over the years, guys. Anytime anybody starts out by asking you a question or making a statement with, I heard that, you can pretty much be assured that they don't know what they're talking about and whatever is about to follow is essentially bad information. So don't be be someone that says, I heard that or I was told that. That's just you basically passing along bad information. You were too lazy to do the research yourself. So that's hopefully not too direct, but direct enough. Mm -hmm. Now here's another interesting article I found over on CNBC. This was fascinating, I thought. Home prices were gaining serious strength just before the coronavirus, up 4.2% annually, Case Schiller said. So right before the coronavirus, it looked like the housing market was going to be off to a rip ahead and end of the year. Great
1: stats. 4.2% higher annually, up from 3.9% already gained in January. Uh, 10-city composite rose almost 3% in February, up from 2% the previous month. So you know it was it was off to a roaring start. Now remember guys that these are pre-virus reporting, so we're really going to have to pay attention to the next 30 to 60 days.
0: And here's the juxtaposition to the article we just told you. Here's one I found on Inman. Only 50 percent of Americans think it's a good time to buy a home. So think about that guys. Yeah. So basically, January and February, home sales were looking to basically have their best year in forever. and now, according to Inman and Inman's getting this information from a Gallup poll. The sediment is, wor- is as bad as it's been since 1978, mm-hmm. which I have to ask is how many of you were even alive in 1978, mm-hmm. which is kind of a fun thing to think about if mm-hmm. you want to feel old. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, so that's how fast things can change. And so this is the reason that when Julie and I are constantly harping on you guys, that, you know, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. You know, I want to be an optimist. I want, I don't want to put bad thoughts out there. The universal, all these little hokey pokey pseudoscience things you guys tell yourselves, You have to realize at the end of the day, we're in a transition from a new world into a uh, newer world or the old world into the new world. And until we're through the rough patch, which is not going to end until there's a vaccine. And even then it's going to be a rough patch because there's still going to be so many people without jobs. It's going to feel abnormal. Enjoy the abnormal part, knowing you're part of history Don't allow yourself to get sick and don't allow yourself to succumb to being broke by, you know, listening to and doing silly things in your real estate business. And as long as you're willing to adapt and change to the new market, you're going to do fine. And we've been saying this every single day because it's really important that you understand it. No matter how bad the market gets, no matter how, you know, whatever happens to interest rates, no matter what happens to the election, no matter what happens, you know, if aliens actually come and visit us, woo hoo oh, 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 early warning sign. Don't say it, don't say it. it. (laughs) If aliens actually come and visit us, um, you're still going to be able to uh, buy and sell real estate. There will always be people that have to sell homes, have to sell. That's what we teach you in the coaching program. And we teach you how to find those uh, have-to-sell sellers. We teach you how to proactively contact them. We teach you how to pre-qualify them. We teach you how to set an appointment. We we give you a completed pre-listing pack that does about 90% of the selling for you. We then basically teach you how to present and get the listing contract signed, even if it's over a Zoom meeting. In other words, you don't actually have to go to the seller's house. And if you want to know how the best agents have always kicked butt in any market, not just this market, it's because they had listing inventory. Guys, if you want, this is an old saying, and this is like old, old, but if you want to list, if you want to last, you have to list to list, you know, to last, you have to list real estate. And that's really the punchline here. And there's going to be more headwinds in real estate, and they're going to affect the buyer side of the transaction more than they ever have before. And I'm talking about buyer's ability to get financing. Now I'm going to tell you some other big trends and articles that we're working on, um, before we get to things we love and things we hate. I've
1: got one more article when you're ready.
0: Okay. Well, I'll, let me share yeah. this with them. Um, you, your article first.
1: Okay, well, so as predicted, the whole PPP loan portals uh, and the the tech to support that has been backlogged. So, quote, deeply frustrated tech issues and backlogs hit the SBA's second round of PPP loans. Round two of the Paycheck Protection Program kicked off Monday morning, and the SBA systems are already experiencing problems amid a flood of backlogged applications. The SBA uses a processing site called eTran, and it has reportedly experienced problems shortly after it opened back up. Now, the first round, it had locked up, timed out, etc. It's unclear if the issues were widespread yet. Round one of the SBA's program ran out of money just 13 days when funds dried up on April 16th. They thought it would last until the end of June. Okay, so definite backlog. During round one of the PPP, that e system uh, reportedly had intermittent problems going down for periods of time, banks recalled. The SBA denied the system had the outage. However, the SBA told Fortune in a comment that the SBA notified lenders yesterday that pacing of applications would occur. So what does pacing of applications mean? It means that all lenders would be, uh, that they are not able to submit all of them at the same rate per hour. So there's a pacing mechanism preventing a lender from just shoving thousands of loans into the system the lender goes above that it times out so lenders fault maybe for for trying to shovel them through technology fault for never probably handling ten thousand applications per hour so you know if you're applying expect some delays don't give up
0: perseverance we've been getting a lot of calls um well i always say calls because that's you know because i'm 50 and i always think calls but we've been getting a lot of emails and texts and people asking us in various places uh, when there's going to be a return to distressed right and we've answered this many many times in the podcast and and our stance has not changed not completely anyway there's some information i've been reading starting yesterday which is very very fascinating so as you may or may not know some of the biggest buyers of single-family homes not distressed real estate but normal real estate has yes been the i buyers but it's been the institutional investors I've had coaching clients who, in their marketplaces, have had institutional investors that buy pretty much anything for less than two hundred, sometimes two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. Aren't that sensitive to price? Not that sensitive to condition. They just buy everything with the idea that they're long-term buy and holds, and they're going to put tenants in there. Now, what's happening is that the whole business proposition that they and they these. these um, uh institutional buyers, the hedge funds, they weren't getting mortgages. They were paying cash with their investors' money. Well here are all the headwinds that I'm starting to read about. And it's very fascinating. Said investors are starting to do cash calls. They want their money back because they need it to cover other losses and other aspects of maybe their businesses or their portfolios and whatnot. But also a lot of the tenants that were definitely let's say higher quality tenants are not able to continue to pay rent and so there's either going to be a big bunch of these houses go vacant or you're going to see a big bunch of these houses have their rents lowered so the value proposition or the sort of the portfolio was not when, when they were putting together these hedge funds and these projections to buy all these houses, of course, nobody actually factored in a, in a global pandemic. Of course, nobody factored into the government's reaction to the global pandemic and the shutting down of the economy and unemployment rate going to you know 20 and God knows how much higher than that percent. Nobody knew that that was going to happen. And so all these, there's three big hedge funds, maybe four that have been buying these assets buying these homes all over the United States. And the belief is, from these financial writers I've been reading, that these guys are going to start putting these houses for sale. And they're going to have to start putting these houses for sale relatively quick to beat the downward pricing pre- uh, pressure that everyone's expecting to happen towards the end of the year. There, and, and Julie and I were not sure a month ago or two months ago whether there was going to be deflation of real estate And then, you know, what was going to happen after that. But now we're quite confident. There's going to be deflation of real estate, and then we think there's going to be essentially inflation of real estate. So there's going to be, but the inflation is going to happen first, which is what we did predict correctly. The inflation is going to come from the bubble. The inflation is going to come from people coming out of quarantine and waiting to buy a house before, frankly, they have to go back into quarantine again towards the end of the year, which is what a lot of people are predicting. That's probably going to happen, but then it's going to be followed by inflation. deflation where values are going to drop and then and i'm not going to get too far ahead of my skis here a lot of again economists and whatnot are predicting that because all the trillions of dollars that the government is pumping into the economy in the form of basically money printing it's going to cause inflation now that's a really weird thing but what's going to happen is that all prices on everything will increase dramatically including real estate and unfortunately on the other side of that cycle is then a huge loss of value because people then lose their ability to actually purchase things because they don't have jobs for a whole host of reasons this cycle is what is the reason that people are saying this is going to take three to five years for our country to work through. I read one report where somebody said it's going to take until about 2010 for all this uh, stuff to work. I'm sorry, 2020. For all, uh, we are 2020. I can't even think of my head. <laughs> you have too much or Not 2022.
1: 2000, I think 2000,
0: you yeah, to, no, 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 not 2020. 2030.
1: Oh, 10 that's years. even worse. No wonder yeah. you got stuck.
0: Yeah, no, see, I can't even it's think like It's hard to believe. That. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, but that's what oh, I yeah. read. I know. People are predicting that. And they're saying, if, if you guys want to, I'll tell you what, I, <laughs> Julie's been suffering through this. Um, there's a great series of articles written by Ray Dalio on LinkedIn. You guys should go read that. What's the article called, Julie? Do you remember?
1: I can. It's got find a very it. onerous
0: title. It's called like New World Order or something. Something like that. I'll find it in yeah. a second. Yeah. So you guys need to read that. I Look, I promise you it's heavy reading. You're definitely not gonna want to read it when you at, at home, you know.
1: Well, there you can also find it on YouTube and TED Talk if you want
0: yeah, to listen to it, the but whole, it, it's the long better form,
1: to digest the whole thing. The
0: long-form articles, yeah. he's written 3 uh, articles. He's see. coming out with these every 2 weeks and Ray Dalio is one of the richest men on the planet he's a hedge fund guy himself Widely respected from his, you know, just a whole host of reasons. But he is essentially writing what a lot of other people, writing about what a lot of other people have been talking about. The changing world order. The changing world order. So Google the changing world order, Ray Dalio, and you'll be taken to his uh, LinkedIn page. It's free. You can just read it. It is fascinating. But there's been a lot of other books that have been written about this. I mean, our friend Peter Schiff has been talking about this forever. There's a great book, which frankly, I really love because he explains the absolutely insane things that happened and you guys are gonna think i'm making this up but there was actually a meeting after world war ii that happened off the coast of georgia in some island called jekyll island where they basically all got together and formed the fed so you know all the the history known fact the history of um the united states with regards to money and with regards to the u.s treasury I know I'm probably the only person that thinks it's interesting, but damn, it is interesting. It is really
1: interesting. And, you know, you mentioned Ray Dalio. He's got a lot of different things that he's written. One of the ones that I thought was really important and I did enjoy, he he gave, like, literally an explanation of money. And he, yeah. he compared that to money and credit are not the same thing. Um, so, you know, I think this is all stuff that should be required for people that do what we do you
0: know well i mean anybody so. really and I'll, I'll tell you guys the punchline is essentially you you need to understand the cycle that we're in and ray's opinion and a whole bunch of other people we're in one of these 50 to 75 year cycles i mentioned this yesterday it was called in, in the bible guys get this in the old testament um they're even they even talk about the same thing uh it's called you know was debt jubilee debt jubilee yeah, yeah you guys should google it google it so this this is well, some, in,
1: in roman times they had a debt jubilees. Jubilee where all debts are
0: forgiven and and so that's what a lot of people this is the reason it's kind of (laughs) fascinating that like all debts are forgiven in a literal sense like no more debt to anybody or in the maybe not so literal sense where they're going to basically inflate the currency and essentially debase it so that the value of your debts become essentially nothing so you're going to you're actually going to end up on the veteran of the equation And this you know if these guys are all right which i can't see why they're wrong um, if you owe money, which is insane, so you're, you're going to see a basically student loans are going to, you know, evaporate. Negative equity is going to evaporate on people's car loans. You're going to see mortgages; they're going to mostly evaporate. This this is a weird, real serious, hard reset.
1: Well, it's extra weird because since it's only every fifty to seventy five years, most people don't have a recent memory of like where you can say, "Well, this time's just like that time. I remember back when." You know, there's no comparison of that. That's why it feels extra weird.
0: And the last time it happened was right after World War II. And if you trace it on back, guys, there are similar t- times like this. And I, I read another article, and we're going to probably write about this on our website. The last time something like this happened, which was the Great Depression, there was uh, Roosevelt came out with this program that it basically was essentially a, a, a program to put everyone back to work. And what, one of the things that people are, again, look for this as being a thing that people are going to start talking about. People are going to be concerned and then fearful by the number of people that are unemployed. Because unemployed people in the summer have a tendency uh, to riot and create havoc and create all kinds of problems um, with regards to social structures and, you know, just normal things. That is already starting to happen, but now it's believed it's really going to happen because people are start, going to start being angry that they don't have gainful employment. This is, by the way, one of the reasons why we don't think there's going to stop unemployment anytime soon or any of these other programs. Um, They're just going to keep on pumping in the money just to keep people off the streets. There's every reason to believe that's what's going to happen. But eventually, people are going to say, I want to return to something that feels normal. I want to be able to take care of my families and myself. And one of the articles I thought was really fascinating is what if there was – I don't remember what the exact program was called, but it was essentially an everyone gets a job that wants a job program was the essence of it. Mm -hmm. And they were all being – then they were retrained by the army – to go out and start yeah. doing. Start My grandma told
1: me about this. This yeah. was like the uh, it was like a public works project. Yeah,
0: that's what it was. And you know when
1: we drive in California, all those like the really old bridges. cement bridges that yeah. were really beautiful and elaborate. A lot of that, if you look at the placard on it, was exactly that time frame. Which of course, a lot of that is also needing rehab now. Ironically right. enough, but she would tell me. I think she had a brother that was uh, doing like the um, you know all the public parks, the national parks came together then. And they would, um, you know, he was he was the guy that would dig the paths. Right. But that was that program.
0: And I'll, so one little last real estate headline, and then I'm, we're going to get to things we love and things we hate. As of, because of this coronavirus, the largest landowner in the United States now is the U.S. government, which has never happened before. And the reason it's happened is, is because the government, with all these, call them bailouts if you'd like, from a lot of these corporations, they're actually essentially taking ownership in the corporations, resulting in the largest transfer from uh, private to public ever in the history of humanity. So there's another little story that you need to start paying attention to. So these are the seismic shifts that have taken place all the while we are watching Netflix and Tiger King. <laughs> Don't <laughs> blink. Right. So, things we love and things we hate. All right, I have got the coolest okay. story ever.
1: I think we should end with yours.
0: You don't want to try to better, is what you're saying. No, you're I think we out. need
1: to ramp up to yours because I happen to know what it is. So, I'm going to start with things I hate and then I'll go to things I like and then you get to go. Okay. Okay, so things I hate, and these are right off of our premier coaching calls, some stuff that you guys are dealing with that I hate, but you're fixing. We're fixing it together. I put this under smarmy lender tricks, starting but not limited to the confusion about forbearance. We also had a case of a lender telling a buyer who was using a big amount of cash, you know, to to pay all cash, "Oh no, you don't need to deposit that. We'll just do a gift letter while you're in escrow." Well, guess what? It's called seasoned funds. And one of our agents lost a deal over that. These are growing pains. Of course you want to deposit it and season it. So, And then she called to tell the lender that that happened. And you know what the lender said? Well, I guess some agents are better than others. So smarmy lender stupidity. Um, surprise re-underwriting because lenders had fired a lot of underwriters. And then all of a sudden, two days before closing on your cleared to close deal, you have to go back through underwriting. Everything's delayed. And people are trying to move in the midst of this. So there's a lot of confusion in the lending world right now, and I put that under my hates category because even though you guys, especially our coaching clients, are powering through and getting the deals done, kudos to you guys. It is more work. I just hate that you have to deal with it. Okay things i like hey
0: you're running it well, come on sister what? we gotta we things gotta i like
1: this is easy okay go ahead zoe's independent playtime especially on the beach oh yeah she made us coconut pies what did we have seaweed soufflés last night with, up, with cha-cha her,
0: juice yeah i put up her uh 10 action oh, yes. hero her poses action
1: hero poses. she's yeah. getting really good at, at coming up with stuff on her own yeah, so i love that
0: one. all right so here it is guys this is what i love and this is what i hate are you ready boom 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 <laughs> boom the same boom boom Yeah, why not? I got to get to a coaching call. All right, wrap it all up. All right, Pentagon declassifies. This is this is real. Three UFO videos taken by Navy pilots. The declassification of the videos late Monday was meant to clear up any misconceptions uh, uh, by the public on whether or not the footage had been that had been circulating was real. The Pentagon said in a, a, a statement Monday, the footage, which shows three unidentified flying objects at uh, high speeds in the Earth's atmosphere, along with the audio of the audio pilot, uh, Navy pilots expressing WTF. No, that was me adding that. N- the Navy pilots <laughs> expressing,
1: though.
0: expressing shock and awe was initially leaked in 2007 2017. The U.S. Navy formalized a reporting process last year for pilots to report incidents and uh, UFO sightings. So here's the article, and I'm not going to read the whole thing to you. you guys. Can Google this yourselves? But it turns out, <laughs> okay, here it goes. Here's a nice quote: The U.S. Navy previously acknowledged that these videos circulating in the public domain were indeed Navy videos. The Pentagon statement read: After a thorough review, the department has determined the authorized release of these unclassified videos does not reveal any sensitive cap- uh, c- uh, capabilities or systems, nor does it impinge any- on any subsequent investigations of military airspace. Da, 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 da. So. Here's what they get to. There's a whole fleet of them. This is the quote from one of the pilots. Are you guys listening? This is
1: real, guys. Absolutely real. I I read it and I researched it myself thinking you've got to be kidding me. Followed by if there was ever a year where we'd also have aliens, this would be it. But back to you. Here's
0: the quote. (laughs) The Pentagon's release of the video removes speculation as to whether they were real and It is sure to spur deeper questioning concerning the existence of extraterrestrial life and human interaction with it. And here's the quote from one of the pilots. There's a whole fleet of them. My gosh. (laughs) We're all going. Let's see. They're all going against the wind. The wind is 120 knots to the west. Look at that thing, dude, a pilot explains in one of the (laughs) videos. I mean, and then they go on and just talk more and more about this. And the moral of the story here, guys, and here's an interesting quote from uh, the retired now, I think, uh, Harry Reid. Um, who used to be the senator of our previous one of our previous home states in Nevada. I'm glad, the, and this is a tweet, I'm glad the Pentagon is finally releasing the footage, but it only scratches the surface of research and materials available. The U.S. needs to take a serious scientific look at this and any potential national security implications the American people deserve to be informed. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> oh, so I win the game today <laughs> you win yes I oh totally my win. goodness well news. so so you know what the funny thing is what is I know the conspiracy theory minded out there oh they're are, gonna love it they're gonna love it because they're gonna wonder how the heck can you have a pandemic where essentially oh they're gonna it, try and link it all together they're gonna link it all together for sure. for sure yeah
1: it's Chinese aliens that I don't know it'll all come together and it's Trump's fault of course be. That'll be the headline tomorrow. You watch.
0: Yeah, exactly. But what right. a great story. So, guys, listen, keep listening. Thank you for keeping this the number one listened to daily podcast, for Real Estate Agents uh, agents in the Nation. As there's every anything you can uh, need help with, anything you need to ask us about, always feel free to text me at 512 758 0206. Real Estate Agents, text the word survival to 31996. And again, if you're a real estate broker out there and you want to talk about a graceful exit from your real estate brokerage, let's have a private call. Text me at 512-758-0206. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com.